You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. As I began to prepare from yesterday about, you know, this morning, somehow, you know, my mind and my heart has just been on what we shared last week. You know, um, but the Lord spoke to me that I should share with us about entering into the place of destiny. Entering into the place of destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's read from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 17 to 23. Deuteronomy chapter 6, from verse 17 to 23. Hmm. And you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you, and that you may go in and possess the good land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. There is what God has prepared. And by this scripture, it says he swore to our fathers to give us that land. Now, individually speaking, there is what you and I need to inherit. All right? Amen. All right, let's go further. 19. To cast out all your enemies from before you as the Lord has spoken. So now it means whatever God has planned for you or the, the place that God has ordained for you to inherit or whatever God wants you to take, it is possible that even as we speak, Someone else might even be occupying that place. It's possible. Because now he says, he had to cast out the enemies in order to bring his people in. Is that not true? Let's read further. When your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is the meaning of the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you then you shall say to your son, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders before our eyes, great and severe against Egypt, Pharaoh and all his household. Then he brought us out from there that he might bring us in. God is bringing you out of something to bring you into your inheritance. He brought us out from there, from the authority of Pharaoh, from the power of slavery, from the yoke of the enemy, from the chains of the wicked. He brought us out from there that he might bring us in <laughs> and to give to us the land of which he saw to our fathers. Wow. So there is what God has ordained. But you see, you and I cannot enter into it because there is some level of captivity. Oh yes. There are some chains. There is some form of bondage. There is a pharaoh somewhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are some Egyptian taskmasters somewhere. There are some forces somewhere that need to be discomfited so that you and I can enter into the inheritance. Praise the Lord. So, the Lord speaking through the mouth of Moses, his prophet, says God brought them out in order to bring them in. God is taking you out in order to bring you in. Amen. Say with me, God, God is taking me out, taking me 
in order to bring me in. He's taking me out in order to bring me in. He's taking me out of captivity. He's taking me out of change. He's taking me out of bondage. He's taking me out of prison. He's taking me out of the dungeons to bring me into my inheritance. Say hallelujah. God is taking you out. There is what God is taking you out of this morning. And in this season, there is what God is progressively taking you out of. That he might bring you into your inheritance. Praise the Lord. And he says, Lord said to me that there is a destiny which can never be manifested so long as you are in captivity. So long as you remain in captivity. So long as you are bound in chains. So long as you are in fetus of the enemy. So long as there is an overruling power that is supervising your life. There are things that can never happen. There are things that can never manifest. Irrespective of the prophetic word. Irrespective of what has been ordained and proposed. These things had been ordained for these children of Israel. There were things that God had even sworn to their fathers about. But you know what? A time came. He needed to release his right hand. The right hand is the hand of power. The right hand is the hand of authority. Amen. And he needed to release that right hand so that he could disconfit the enemy and bring his people into their inheritance. You are coming into yours. Tell your neighbor you are coming into yours. That which is meant for you. You are coming into it. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. You see, divine destiny cannot manifest when you are in chains or when you are in prison. So long as the enemy is holding you bound in some areas, there are things, the fullness of the prophecy will not be fulfilled. And may God's prophecy be fulfilled in your life. In the precious name of Jesus. So how do we come into captivity? How does captivity happen? Number one, captivity comes about because of one rebellion. Amen? Psalm 107 from verse 10 to 16. 107 from verse 10 to 16. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death bound in affliction and irons because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he who God brought down their hearts with labor, they fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he sent them out of their distresses. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. He brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death. And he broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze. And cut the bars of iron in two. Now listen. Whatever may be the chains that are holding you. The gates of, 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 of iron. Or the, 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 the bars of iron that are holding you. Listen. The power of God is going to set you free. Amen. Deliver you. So that you will enter into the fullness. Of God's ordination for your life. In the precious name of Jesus. So we see here that it was because of rebellion that they fell into captivity. Whenever the children of Israel did evil by turning away from God, he allowed their enemies to come against them. You know one of the things that God would even do? He would empower the enemies. He would give them some kind of wisdom. He would give them some kind of expertise. He would give them some kind of military might. He would give them some kind of connections. They just know how to discomfit you. They just know how to, you know, to just break things down. They just know how to, 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 to confuse your life. 
And this was what was happening to the children of Israel. Because whenever the enemies would come against them, they would discover that these enemies were always stronger than them. And that was because they had strayed away from God. Praise God. So whenever we do, what happens is we are empowering, you know, certain powers and certain forces that are around to be able to bring us and to subjugate us. Bring us under some form of negative authority and control. We speak liberty to every soul and every life. Every heart and every destiny, every purpose, everyone that is connected with this house, everyone that is connected with the, with the blood of Jesus that is in this house, we decree in the name of Jesus, let there be liberty in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at verse 17 to verse 20. Let's read it. It says, fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, they were afflicted. Hmm. Let's go on. Their soul abhorred all manner of food. They drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. Today we are going to cry unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. We are going to cry out unto the Lord. You know, sometimes we might be overcome. Sometimes, you know, it just comes over us like that. And then you discover that, you know, you're under some kind of authority and under some kind of, you know, influence like that. We are going to pray today, God will set us free in the mighty name of Jesus. Then he sent his word and he healed them and he delivered them from their destructions. Oh, praise the Lord. He sent his word and he delivered them because they cried unto him. Because they said, Lord, we are ready to turn a new leaf. And as we are making up our minds this morning, the Lord is bringing freedom. He's turning around our captivity in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you also read the book of Judges, down in the scriptures, in so many places in scripture, I'll just quote some of them. Like Judges chapter 6 verse 1. Let's take that one. Judges chapter 6 verse 1. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord did what? Deliver them into the hand of Midian for seven years. For seven years. To be afflicted. To be tormented. If you also read Judges chapter 2 from verse 11 to 15, you see the story there again. If you read also Judges chapter 3 from verse 7 to 9, you see the story there again and verse 12. And you read Judges also chapter 4 from verse 1 and some other scriptures in the Bible, you will discover that whenever the children of Israel went out from this, you know, from, from following God and then going after other things, then the enemy becomes empowered. Suddenly, the wisdom of the enemy becomes wiser than the, that of the children of God. And they find that, you know, they, 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 cannot, they cannot just escape from what the enemy is doing against them. But friends, we are going to pray this morning. And whatever is holding us will, will be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That's number one. Rebellion is number one. Number two. The Lord brought this to me. And he gave me a scripture for it. Enemies within the household. I'm serious. Judges chapter 15. From verse 9. Judges chapter 15. From verse 9. This is part of the reason why some people are in captivity. In fact, there are some of you. It's not everyone. But there are some that are listening here right now. The re, your, your, it began from, from this family point. Amen. Now, let's read it together. Okay. Judges uh, chapter 15 from verse 9 to 15. Now, the Philistines went up and camped in Judah and deployed themselves against Lehi. Then, and the men of Judah said, why have you come up against us? So they answered, we have come up to arrest who? Samson. To do to him as he has done to us. Then, 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Etam and said to Samson, who? Do you not know that the Philistines rule over us? What is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, as they did to me, so what? I have done to them. Verse 12. But they said to him, we have come down to do what? To arrest you. That we may deliver you into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said to them, swear to me that you will not kill me yourselves. So they spoke to him saying, no. But we will tie you securely. And deliver you into their hand. But we will surely not kill you. And they bound him with two new ropes. And brought him up from the rock. 
And the Lord began to make me understand that there are times when, you know, there are certain conspiracies. Uh, uh, listen, I'm talking about forces that know you more than you know yourself. I'm not talking about your brother. I'm not talking about your sister. I'm talking about the forces that know your family line. That understand who you are. That before you were born, they, even, they knew that you had an assignment from God. So I'm not talking about your brother. I'm not talking about your sister. I'm talking about certain forces that are localized within your family. So they, 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 they study, they, they, they study, you know, the lives and the future of the people in that lineage. To try to see who it is that God is raising within that family that will stand against the authority. And maybe when you were coming, there was some light that was shining on you. And they were able to understand. And they were able to, you know, to, 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 to divine and to know that such and such a person is coming with such and such an assignment. And they were able to understand this. And so they would go back into, you know, where they would gather and they would say, what do we do against her? What do we do against him? Listen, I want to say to some of you, what is happening to you is beyond where you are. Yeah. It's beyond where you are. There are those forces that have understood where you are coming from and they know where you are going. Praise God. And so they would say, okay, if this is not done, if we don't bind him with these chains, if we don't keep her under this, you know, under this captivity, if we don't bind him in shackles, if we don't put him or her in prison, this guy is going to rise up and he's going to spoil everything that we built. And so things begin to work negatively. And you begin to wonder. But the Lord said to me that there is going to be liberty. I said there is going to be liberty. In the name of Jesus Christ. So these guys agreed with the enemy. <laughs> yeah, we will not kill him, but we will give him to you. And of course, when we give him to you, you can do with him whatever you want. And so you see things are just going somehow. Things are not really going well. And you're wondering, you're just wondering. Listen, those forces, the Lord is going to rout them up. He's going to destroy their power. He's going to frustrate the authority. He's going to lose you in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's see what happened. Let's see the next verse. So they spoke. So when they came to Lehi, the Philistines did what? They came shouting against him. Then, then, then the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burnt with fire. And his bones broke loose from his hands. I stand today by the authority of this word from God to say to you, whoever it is that has bound you, those chains, those ropes, that will be burnt out of your life and you will be free in the name of Jesus Christ. You will enter into liberty. You will enter into your fullness. And someone kept asking, when is my real life going to begin? When is my real life going to start? It looks like life is passing me by, by the side. It's like I'm just standing by the bus stop. And I'm just waiting. And buses are just passing. And all people that I have known. And all my friends and all my contemporaries. And those that I went to school with, everyone is just passing me by. And it looks like, you know, things are not going well. This may be what is holding you. But you know what? The Spirit of God is going to be released upon you. As it came upon Samson, <laughs> it's going to come upon you. And as it comes upon you, the chains will be broken and you'll be set free to fulfill the purpose of God. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So they broke up from his hands. Verse 15. And he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey. Reached out his hand. And this same hand could not be reached out before because it was bound. That hand was kept, you know, under some form of limitation. But you know what? That limitation is breaking out of your hand. Amen. That limitation is breaking out of your life. Amen. You are going to reach out into things that you could not reach out into before. Amen. By the authority of the Christ that lives in the name of Jesus. He reached out his hand and he took it and he killed a thousand men with it. Wow. It's amazing. Because this guy was so little, you know, he looked small. Yeah, and, and he had so much power in him, physically. I mean, these guys could not really understand. 
And that was why they said they, they had to send Delilah to find the secret of the strength of this guy. Because he wasn't like muscular. He wasn't that tall and big and, you know, and all of that. No! So he was that small. He was little. And then, and then he, when, when the Spirit of God would come upon him, suddenly you begin to do unusual things. He said, there is a secret somewhere. We need to find out what that secret is. So that was what they were doing. But you know what? The secret that is in your life, they will not be able to locate it. In the mighty name of Jesus. They will not be able to locate it. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 36. Matthew chapter 10 verse 36. Connecting the scripture to that. He says, Matthew 10 verse 36. He says, and a man's enemies will be what? Those of his own household. So what I'm saying, I'm saying this morning that there are certain powers that may be within your family. Amen? May be responsible for what has been happening. The Lord said to me this morning, he said, I want my people to enter into their destiny. He said, I want them to enter into their fullness. But he said, there are certain things that are holding them back. And then he gave me these points. Praise the Lord. Yeah. All right, let's, let's read from the, the scriptures in the book of, um, let's read the book of Isaiah chapter 49. Isaiah chapter 49. Isaiah chapter 49, we'll read from verse 24 to 26. You know, something about Samson was this. The Bible tells us, you know, the, the, the chapter 13 of Judges, chapter 13, it says that, you know, it came to a time after he was born, while he was still young, the, the, the spirit of God would come oftentimes upon him. The spirit will rest upon him. And, 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 and sometimes it will lift. Sometimes it will come again. And sometimes it will lift. And now that is how some people's life is. And it has been noticed that there is something about you that makes you different from others. That was Samson's story. Samson's story was that the spirit of God would come on him. And no other person had this experience. Just Samson. So there's something about you that makes you different from others. And in fact, it is that thing that has made them to be able to identify you and say, this is the one that we want to bind. But I see your liberty. Amen. I see your freedom. Amen. I see your captivity turned around. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 49. He says, shall the prey be taken from the mighty? Or... The captives of the righteous be delivered. But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty will be taken away and the prey of the terrible will be delivered. For I will contend with him who contends with you. And I will save your children. God is saying to you, he will contend with every power. It doesn't matter how long it's been in that family line. It doesn't matter how many people it's kept bound. It doesn't matter how many people it has not allowed to rise up. But you're going to be the first one that will rise out of those chains. In the name of Jesus. I don't see people of faith this morning. If you believe it, say amen. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I will contend with him that contends against you. And I will deliver your children. I will save your children. And the next verse says what? It says, in the next verse. I will feed those who oppress you with their own flesh. This is God speaking. You are not the one praying this prayer. It's God that is saying to you that this is what I am going to do. I will feed those who oppress you with their own flesh and they will be drunk with their own blood as with sweet wine. All flesh will know that I, the Lord, I am your Savior and the Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. There is a mighty one that is on your side. And when he fights for you, no one can resist him. His name is Jehovah. He is the powerful one. He is the almighty God. Hallelujah. No chain, no bondage, no captivity, no evil, no hex, no curse can stand before his authority. I stand boldly to say to you, if only you will believe that curse is being broken. That chain is being broken. That captivity is turning around and God is setting you free. You are entering into a new phase of life. Into a new dimension of life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Shout hallelujah. 
Now you see what? God says, this is what I will do to those that decided to put themselves against you. I mean, a child is born. Very innocent. He doesn't, he's not hurting anyone. He's just crying. And some, some forces gather around and say, hmm, this one, this one will never rise up. You know, that may have been your story. But you know what? This God that we serve is angry. You know, we sang in that song, we said he is terrible in his ways. Amen. He is dangerous in his ways. He is powerful in his ways. And he is awesome in his ways. That is the same way God is going to deliver you and me. Can you say amen, somebody? Shout hallelujah. Yeah. And then if you go back to verse 13, the same chapter. You go back to verse 13. Amen. Let's go back to verse 13 of the same chapter. God begins to say, you know, through the mouth of his prophet. He says, sing, O heavens. Be joyful, O earth. And break out in singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people. And will have mercy on his afflicted. You may have been afflicted, but God is having mercy upon you. God is comforting you. In the name of Jesus. Let's read on. We're going to read on to, we're just going to read all the way down to verse 23 about about 20. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child, and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Alright? See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your sons shall make haste. Your destroyers and those who laid you waste shall go away from you. As I was reading, when I read the first part that we read, after I had read through and I prayed about it and all that, and God had spoken to me, he said, now go back to verse 13. And I began to read from it, and he says that when, this, when I do this, you will begin to see these results. When I war against the enemy, when I war against the forces, and I contend with every power that contends against you, you will begin to see all these things happen. He said, lift up your eyes round about and see. All these gather together and they come to you. As I live, says the Lord, you shall surely clothe yourselves with them as an ornament and bind them on as a bride does. For your wastes and your desolate places and the land of your desolation, yeah, your destruction will even now be too small for the inhabitants and those who swallowed you up will be far away. The children you will have after you have lost others will say again in your ears, the place is too small for me. Give me a place where I may dwell. The Lord is saying to you, the Lord is saying to me that there is enlargement that is coming. There is an enlargement that is coming. An enlargement that is coming. Yes, in the name of Jesus, there is a, there is a financial enlargement. Yes, there is an enlargement that is even physical. There's an enlargement that is even spiritual. There's an enlargement that is material, that is coming your way. Hallelujah. And you're going to say, oh no, it's just too small. There is so much stuff. There is still so much to do. There is still so much capacity. There is still so much grace. There is still so much anointing. There is still so much of the resources of God around me. Look at all my life. Oh my God. Amen. Let's keep going. So give me a place that I may dwell. Then you will say in your heart, who has begotten these for me? Since I have lost my children and I'm desolate, a captive, I'm wandering to and fro. And who has brought these up? There I was, left alone. But these, where are they? Wow. Let's read on. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I will lift up my hand in an oath. To the nations. And will set up my standard for the peoples. And they shall bring your sons in their arms. And your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. I speak this to this church. I speak this to this house. In the name of Jesus. Let the sons and daughters of this house. Be brought forth in the name of Jesus. Be brought from the east. Be brought from the west. Be brought from the south. Be brought from the north. In the name of Jesus. Let every captivity be turned around. And everyone that is meant to be here. Come in the name of Jesus. Let it be an announcement in the realm of the spirit. That we bring, bring together. And gather together. The flock that are meant for this place. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Your sons and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. And verse 23. Kings shall be your foster fathers. And their queens your nursing mothers. 
They shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick up the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed who wait for me. Come on, let's clap for Jesus. Amen. So you know, you know, when things were not going very well for you, and you were just there, you were just consistent, you know. You were just, you know, just working with God. You were just praying, you know. You, you, kept, you kept your faith. You, you, you kept your, your, your integrity. You stood with God. And it seemed like things were not going well. But you know what? God is turning everything around. Yeah. I'm just here to announce to you. I'm only here to say to you what God has already planned to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can you say amen, somebody? Amen. So what brings you into this place? of destiny. What brings you into that place? Number one is the voice of the king. The voice of the Lord. When the voice of the Lord thunders into your situation, it moves you out from your captivity and brings you into your land of blessing. Psalm 105 verse 17. Psalm 105 verse 17 to 22. Hallelujah. Now this is talking about Joseph. He says, God sent a man before the children of Israel, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. You know, we spoke about Joseph last week. They hurt his feet with fetus, and, and, and he was laid in irons. You know, sometimes when we read the book of Genesis, and, and we read, you know, chapter 41, when, 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 when Joseph was in prison, sometimes, you know, we don't really see and understand the full picture of how, you know, Joseph was when he was in prison. We don't really see it very well. But it's when you read this psalm, then you begin to understand. It says that this guy was actually laid in irons. He was bound with fetters and chains. But you know, when you read chapter 41 of Genesis, it's like, wow, this guy is just enjoying himself, you know. He was with other prisoners, that uh, prisoners of the king. So whatever they were eating, that's what he was eating. And he was there, you know, just interpreting dreams and enjoying himself. He was the leader of... A... No, listen, this guy was in a dungeon. Amen. Solitary confinement. Yeah. He says he was there until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. Like the word of God has been testing some people here. For some, for some seasons of your life. It looked like things were getting dry. It looked like, like the rivers were drying up. It looked like your fountains were already drying up. It looked like things were not going very well. And that was how it was, really. And actually, in the spirit, things were drying up for you. And you could see it manifested in various areas of your life. But you know what? That was a time of testing. God was taking you through that. Testing you. Yeah. And he was doing that so that you could also see what was in your heart. So that he would reveal to you the state of your heart. Let me tell you something. When you are going through trials, when you are going through difficulties... Then, when you are able to stand strong and to say, God, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to fail you. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to continue to serve you. I'll continue to pursue after you. I'll continue to believe in you. You know what you're doing? You are just getting yourself to see that you are truly strong in God. God already knows who you are. He knows the level of your strength. He knows the level of your capacity. He knows what you can stand. And he knows what you cannot stand. And so when he brings you through those, those tides and through those trials, he has already tested you. He has tested the strength of those trials. And he knows that now, given the strength that you already have, you have what it takes to be able to go through it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And so he says, the king sent and released him. The ruler of his people let him go free. In the old King James, he said he was loosed at the king's word. The king's command came and he was loosed. He was in chains, but the king's command had to come. You know what happened? God had to just, just to lose this guy from captivity. God had to give the king a dream. God had to allow the king to see something that he had never seen before. And God had to make it so impossible for the king to be able to decipher. He couldn't understand what it was all about. And nobody around him could be able to say what the meaning of this dream was. God was just strategically... Arranging things so that his own servant will come out of captivity. Amen. Whatever captivity has bound you, whatever chains have kept you, God is arranging some things Amen. that is going to set you free. 
in the name of Jesus. There is a divine arrangement. There is a supernatural orchestration that is taking place in the realm of the spirit. God is breaking those manacles. God is breaking those chains. And your legs, your hands, your life, your destiny will be loosed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. The king sent and they released him. They rule out the people. Let him go free. God is saying about someone here, let her go free. God is saying about someone here, let him go free. Yes, he is innocent. Yes, she is innocent. Let them go free. Even if you did it in error. Even if you did it, you know, you, you, you out of weakness and out of your failures, of your human nature. Listen to me. There is mercy in the house. I said there is mercy in the house. Let those chains be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. How does God bring us into the place? He had to allow the king to speak. And I believe this morning the king is speaking. The king himself is speaking in your life. The king himself is speaking in our situation. In the name of Jesus, the Lord himself, the God and the ruler of all the earth, is speaking in your situation and mine. In the name of Jesus Christ. And there is freedom coming. There is freedom coming. Somebody, I want you to be prophetic this morning. Say, I can sense freedom. Come on, somebody say, say, I can sense freedom. I can feel the air of freedom. Say, hallelujah. Amen. So he's speaking in your life. He's speaking to those forces. He's speaking to those powers. It doesn't matter how long they've been there. It doesn't matter how many generations they have stood there. They might be like, you know, the, the tall Iroko tree. They might be like, you know, I don't know what you call those trees. The biggest, what, what was the name of the biggest tree? The fattest, the tallest, the strongest. What do you call them? Baobab trees. Is it? All right. Physically, it's called Baobab. But you know, spiritually, there are certain forces, you know. I want to say this. That, you know, there are certain forces that have been, you know, standing against some families and generations for long. And you know, those trees don't just grow in one day. They are there for years and years. There are some trees that have been there for about 500 years. Yeah. Yeah. There are some trees that have been there for 600 years and they're just there. They're just strong. You know, they stand strong. And listen, he's also talking about some of these forces and powers. Yeah. They have exerted their power over your family line for maybe, you know, 300 years or maybe 400 years. And you know what? It's not just the prayer of blah, 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 blah. Oh, Jesus, that is going to make it. No, it's not going to break that kind of tree. What you need is a word of the king. So the voice of God divides the, the flames of fire. It breaks the wilderness of Kadesh. Oh, Makita Bruda Bruta Dibaha. May the voice of the Lord thunder in your life. In the name of Jesus, He has sent me to announce to you that there is an announcement that is coming from the heavens that is going to break every shackle and every long standing issue. There is an announcement that is coming from heaven. There is a voice that is thundering from heaven. The voice of the Lord Himself is going to turn everything around. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. You know, this is the reason why sometimes you just see certain situations and you just begin to laugh. And you are laughing. And every other person that is really not in that frequency with you, they say, ah, there's something wrong with him. There's something wrong with her. No, no, no. Now, the reason why many times we do laugh is because we are acting by faith. Amen. You know, you know, the Bible says that, oh, why do the hidden rage? Why do the people, you know, you know, gather against the Lord and against his anointed? He said, but he that sits in the heaven does what? Laugh at them. He laughs at them. When the man of God, Pastor Eric, was speaking on Thursday, he was talking about, you know, fighting from a higher realm. Amen. Yeah, fighting from a higher realm. And he says that you and I have also been elevated. We have been lifted to that high place, to that heavenly place. So you are also seated in the heavenly places. And that is why you and I also can laugh against the enemy. It doesn't matter what they are doing. We laugh because God is at work. 
God is doing something. Number two, how can we enter into this place? By divine wisdom and supernatural ability. Divine wisdom and supernatural ability. There is a supernatural ability that God gives to you to solve problems. And I, I pray that that anointing comes upon us in this house. In the name of Jesus. Listen, the world is looking for solution bringers. He's looking for problem solvers. Every economy of this world is in trouble. And they are looking for people that have the answers. The world is looking for answers. All the universities of the world, you know, they are training men, training young minds to see which one amongst them is actually going to be the one that is going to bring the answer. You are going to be one of those people in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The world is looking for problem solvers. America today is in turmoil. They don't know which one to choose. Whether they are going to choose Hillary Clinton or whether they are going to choose the other guy, Trump. Some people have chosen, they've said, oh, they are going to go for Trump. Others have said they are going to go for Clinton. But the reason why they are doing that is because they are looking for solutions. Our nation, my nation, Nigeria, is looking for solutions. We felt that by the time we vote in Buhari, when he came with his change mantra, we thought that he would, you know, he would just swing a magic wand and then Nigeria will be changed. And Nigeria will be transformed from a toad into a prince. We thought that was what was going to happen. But this guy has been sitting there and nothing is changing. Things are getting worse. The world is looking for answers. And hear me, friends. The only place where the answer is going to come is from the house of God. You and I are the people that God is raising to bring answers and to bring change into our various societies and communities. Can you say amen? amen. Daniel chapter 5. Let's read from verse 10 to verse 16. Now, the reason why it looks like you know, uh, you know, things are not going well is because God is actually trying to raise up his chosen ones. Amen? Amen? There are people that are going to have the answer. Really. And when these people come forward, the whole world is going to celebrate them. Praise God. Daniel chapter 5 from verse 10. Before this time, you know, the king um, Belshazzar was having a party. He had invited, you know, a thousand of his friends and, you know, wives, concubines and all of that. They were having, you know, great party. And they were glorifying all kinds of gods. You know, in Babylon, they had all kinds of gods. So they were glorifying all these gods and all of that. And then there was this handwriting of a man upon the wall. And they didn't know what this handwriting meant. But of course, the king could feel. He could feel. He, it, it was so real to him that the end of his regime was coming. He could see, he could feel, he could sense it. That something evil was already, you know, released against his regime and against his life. So he needed quick answers. So he brought, you know, called out all the, the, the magicians, the astrologers and everyone. Every one of them that was learned in, in all the, the knowledge of the occult and all of that. He called all of them, but none of them could procure an answer. No one had an answer to the situation, to the problem. And then the queen, verse 10. The queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, she came to the banquet hall. The queen spoke saying, O king, live forever. Do not let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance change. Let's go on. There is a man in your kingdom. Now, you don't know him yet, king, but he is there. They may not know you yet, but you are there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a man in your kingdom. What distinguishes him? In him is the spirit of the holy God. How many of you are spirit filled here today? Praise God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Now, let Daniel be called, and he will give the interpretation. She just knew that this guy had the answer. She just knew it. Just call him and you will see. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel who is one of the captives of Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah? 
I have heard of you. <laughs> that the spirit of God is in you. They will hear of you. Amen. And the light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Amen. Now, the wise men, the astrologers have been brought in before me. That they should read this writing and make known to me its interpretation. But they could not give the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of you. That you can give interpretations and explain enigmas. Now, if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck. And you shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Praise God. Long story short, what happens was when he saw the writing, all he needed to do was just to connect with that spirit that was in him. And he was able to now interpret what was written there. And not only was he able to interpret what was written, but to also prophesy to the king and to tell him that this and this and this is what is going to happen. Praise the Lord. There is a crop of people in our midst that God is raising. By the spirit of God, there will be solution. Solution to our nations. There will be solution to the economies of the world. And you are that person. Let the spirit of God rise upon you. Let the grace of God come upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. And how God will distinguish you like he did to Daniel was that, you know, God would give you a situation whereby you are able to solve a problem that no other person can solve. You, you, you become the only person that has the answer. I want you to lift up your right hand. Let's connect with the spirit of God, the spirit of excellence. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, the one that gives us the power to interpret enigmas and to bring solution to problems. You will be the solution to that business. You will be the solution to that government. You will be the solution to that company. You will be the solution to that family. In the Makareto Parida Bababosa, we connect with the Spirit of God. We connect with that Spirit. The power of God that rested upon this man Daniel. Yes, is the same Spirit that is upon us. Lord, we connect with that Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I want you to pray in the spirit. If you can pray in other tongues. I want you to pray in the spirit. If you can pray in other tongues. If you cannot pray in other tongues, I want you to just call the name of Jesus repeatedly. Just call the name of Jesus repeatedly as you connect with the spirit of God. We become problem solvers. We'll not be, we will not be creators of the problem. We'll be solvers of the problem. Yes, we'll be solution bringers by the spirit of Christ, by the spirit of God. In the name of Jesus. Yes, we connect with the wisdom of God. We connect with the problem-solving capacity of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. We connect, we connect with the one who is the answer himself. The Lord Jesus, he is the answer. He is the solution. Oh God, we connect with that spirit. Once we come on the scene, solution is born. Once we come on the scene, solution is born. Lord, we connect with your spirit. We connect with your grace. We connect with your capacity. Yes, oh God. Blessed be your name, oh God. In Jesus' name, we pray. The Lord is giving you the capacity. He's giving you the grace. He's giving you the enabling to be a problem solver wherever you are found. In the name of Jesus, you will no longer be the problem. Wherever you are, you will not be the problem. You will always be the answer because you are connected to the answer himself. The Lord Jesus Christ, because you are connected to the spirit of God. 
the solution bringer. You will always bring out solutions. The moment you arrive there, a solution is born. The moment you come on the scene, a solution is born. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, O oh God, for giving us the capacity to do what no one else can do. Just like Daniel in his days, O oh God. This was what brought him into the place of destiny. You gave him the capacity to begin to solve problems. That even the king and all the mighty men and all the astrologers and all the Chaldeans and all the magicians could not solve. When you gave him that capacity, when you gave him that interpretation of dreams and of visions, Lord, it launched him, oh God, to his place of destiny. And so the same, I pray over your sons and daughters. I pray over everyone, every child, every person, oh Lord, that is connected to us here, oh Lord. Let the same spirit walk in our lives. Walk in our lives. Walk in our lives. Walk through us. Walk through us. Walk through us. In the name of Jesus. Ha. Thank you, Lord. So this is one of the ways that God will distinguish you and I. He will distinguish us by giving us the answers to what others see as problems. Yeah. And this will make us to outdo every competition. So, you know, life is not about competition. But, you know, that is what the world understands. The world understands that life is about competition. You know, you have to bring him down. You have to bring her down in order to occupy that place and all that. But no, 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 no. Listen to me. It's not going to be by that. It's going to be by the grace of God, by the spirit of God as he guides you and he leads you. Amen. Amen. By the, the, the capacity of God that rests upon you. And suddenly, maybe you might even be sleeping at night and he tells you, now, this is the way to go. Amen. Or this is the right thing to do. You know, you might even just be talking to someone. You might even be talking to your boss. And they're talking about, you know, this naughty issue. This thing that has just been there. They're looking for a way out. Then somehow, it might just happen to you prophetically. Somehow, you might just find yourself saying what you did not even think about. And that would be the exact solution to the problem. In the name of Jesus, let the Lord give you an eye. The capacity to walk in this dimension. In the name of Jesus Christ. Solution bringers. Mighty men. That will be Daniels of our generation. That will be Josephs of our generation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. South Africa needs them. Africa needs them. The world needs them. And you and I are the people God is raising. Can you say amen? For God to bring you into the place of destiny, he has to connect you to a prophet. He has to connect you to a prophet. When I'm talking about a prophet, I'm not talking about those guys that wear the white garment and they have the white caps and all of that. And they tell you things. If you are, well, well, we're going to, I think, where was it we're going? I think it was, uh, we're going to Pretoria. And I just, as we passed somewhere, I saw beside some hills, I saw these guys all in white. All sitting down there by the rocks and all of that. And there was this guy that stood over them as their shepherd. You know why I thought I said he was the shepherd? Because he was having the shepherd's rod. <laughs> he was standing there, he was talking, I was looking at him like, oh, these guys. Now, I'm not talking about those kind of prophets. I'm not talking about that. Amen. Listen. Before God will bring you into destiny and purpose, he would normally connect you with a divine infrastructure. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. A divine technology, a divine Amen. supernatural infrastructure Amen. that is connected with the flow of his power. Amen. I'm not talking about people who are tapping their power from the graves, graveyard. Or those who are tapping their power from the streams and from the rivers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people who are connected to the throne of grace. Amen. Like we have in the house. Amen. 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 I've known your pastors for years. And for, for as long as I have known them, they have never deviated. They have never deviated. Their eyes are single. Amen. Pleasing God. Desiring to fulfill his purpose. Amen. Whenever God wants to bring you out of captivity into your destiny, he will connect you to a prophet. Amen. 
he will connect you to a man or a woman of God that is connected to him. The one that has a heart for God. That is God. And that is why we need to be careful about whom we go to. Sometimes you hear about this man, you hear about that man, you hear about... And there are all kinds of people today. Showing off all kinds of strange, strange powers. Don't listen to that. Don't follow them. So many people's destinies have become darkened. So many people's lives have been bound and they are just kept in some dungeon somewhere. And you cannot locate them. Because even when you want to talk to them, they cannot understand what you're saying. Even when prayers are being offered, it's like, you know, these prayers are just hitting the roof and coming back. Because they are connected with the wrong powers. Because the, 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 the infrastructure, the divine infrastructure that they are connected with is actually receiving its power from somewhere else. Yeah. So we need to be careful. And that is how so many people's lives and destinies have been chained and kept bound. And they are waiting. They are waiting for a day of visitation and the day of visitation is not coming. It's not coming. Alright, let's, let's go further. Let's look at Hosea chapter 12 and verse 13. And use that scripture and use also Joshua chapter 1 verse 6. Let's take Hosea first. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of captivity. Whatever may be the captivity, just be connected to your prophet. <laughs> just be connected. And by a prophet, he was preserved. You know, what God did was he raised Moses, empowered him to bring the children of Israel out of what? Out of Egypt. Amen? When along the line, Moses couldn't continue with the, you know, the assignment, he raised who? Joshua. Now look at what God said about Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. God speaking to Joshua here said, Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you will divide as what? An inheritance, the land which I saw to their fathers to give them. Remember that scripture we shared earlier on? About how God would swear about what he wants to do in your life. But for that thing to come to pass, he must connect you to a prophet that will bring you into it. God may have sworn about it. <laughs> but God has left it as the exclusive preserve in the authority of his prophets to bring his children into their inheritance. So whoever is your prophet... Remain connected. Amen. <laughs> you are coming in there. Amen. I said you are coming into your inheritance. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't be disconnected. Connect with your prophet. How do you connect with your prophet? Pray for them. Honor them. Sow into their lives. Bless them. Because God said to Abraham, he said, anyone that blesses you, I will bless. Amen. Anyone that curses you, I will curse. And through you shall families of the earth be blessed. Amen. Amen. So likewise, how you are able to connect with them, you take time to pray for them. You take time to honor them. You take time to sow into their lives. You take time to see how, you know, you can make them happy. Praise the Lord. Amen. Look for, you know, opportunities to serve them. You know, just to make sure that they, there's a smile on their faces. Not because they are God. No, 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 no. They are not your God. But God has given something into their hands. If you read 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 20, he said, you will believe the Lord and you will be established. Amen. But you will believe who? His prophets. And you will prosper. So he has kept the prosperity in the hands of his prophets. Amen. So who is that prophet that God has connected you with? Just remain connected. Because there is a prosperity through his mouth, through his ministry, through his prayer that is going to bring a change in your life. Amen. Praise the Lord. There you have it. And also Deuteronomy, we're not going to read that one. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 7. It's just the same thing, the same scripture there that Moses was telling uh, Joshua, you know, just go because you are going to divide an inheritance for the people of God. These guys, they have been taken out of captivity, but they cannot enter their promised land until 
you, Joshua, do what you ought to do. They will remain in the wilderness. They will remain in the deserts. They will keep going around in circles. If you, Joshua, do not do what you should do. And at the same time, the children of Israel needed to also do something. They needed to make sure they honored him. Praise God. Finally, how can we enter into the place of destiny? By supernatural visitation. Supernatural visitation. Luke chapter 1, verse 67 and 67 to 75. We'll read that scripture, and then let's see how we'll just round up. Amen? Now, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied, blessed is the Lord God. Now, listen. He's going to say some things. Zechariah was going to declare some things. Some, he's going to declare some words of deliverance. He's going to declare some words of freedom and liberty over the generation that was coming. Amen? But you see, he couldn't do that until that spirit rested on him. Let's see the first verse, 67. It says what? Now, his father, Zechariah, was what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. So, before there is a declaration of deliverance, before there is a declaration of freedom, before there's a declaration of healing, before there's a declaration over the people of God, you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Be filled with the Spirit because you, the, the words that you're going to speak are going to move on the wings of the Spirit to bring manifestation in the lives of the people. So it was when he was filled with the Spirit that he was able to now prophesy. So he began to prophesy saying what? Let's read on. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. While I was reading this, the Lord said to me, he said, look, that whenever there is a visitation from God, there is going to be a deliverance. Amen. Whenever there is a visitation from God, there will always be redemption. Amen. Whenever there is a visitation from God, people of God will always come out of bondage. Amen. Amen. So if we are going to enter our place of destiny, if we are going to come out from all the captivity, then we need a visitation from God. We need a supernatural visitation. We need the Lord Jesus. We need the Spirit of God to come visit our homes, visit our lives, visit our families. Praise the Lord. Whenever God was going to do something unusual in the lives of his children, Israel, what he would often do, he would just appear. Look at Exodus chapter 3. It was at a time when God was about to bring the people of, of Israel out of Egypt, out of captivity, into liberty. He now appeared to Moses. So when he appeared to Moses, you know what he was doing? He was reconfiguring Moses. He was transforming Moses. He was turning Moses around. He was filling Moses up with his spirit so that Moses could now be an instrument of deliverance to bring them out of captivity. So you see it's everywhere in the scriptures. Also in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 6, verse 11. The children of Israel, you know, they had gone, they had gone astray. We have quoted this before. They have gone astray from verse 1. They had done everything that they couldn't, they, they shouldn't do. But when they cried unto God, verse 11, it says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree. So when the visitation of God comes this way, know that deliverance is about to happen. May the Lord visit you. Amen. Please tell your neighbor, the Lord will visit you. I say, tell your neighbor, the Lord will visit you. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, because Zechariah said it. He said that the Lord has visited his people and he has brought forth redemption and deliverance to his people. Oh, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Yes. Also, you see it in Judges chapter 13 from verse 1. In Judges chapter 13, that was when, you know, the, the children of Israel had done all the evil and all of that. They had now cried unto the Lord and then the angel of the Lord appeared. Now, this angel of God appearing is what we call the theophany. The theophany is actually the appearance of God in the form of a person, either in the form of a man or in the form of an angel. So these times, it was actually God appearing. And whenever God appears this way, you know that deliverance is on the way. So when he appeared in the book of Judges chapter 13, verse 1, it was when Samson was going to be born. 
And Samson was going to be a deliverer to deliver the children of Israel from the captivity of their enemies. And also in the book of Acts, the last scripture, Acts chapter 26 from verse 13, Apostle Paul was telling his story. He was telling his story to the king, Agrippa. Amen. It says, at midday, O king, along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. He says, and when we all had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the gods. Let's keep going. So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. Let's read further. I will what? Deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. So whenever our Lord appears in your life, whenever he appears in your situation, whenever he appears in your family, listen to me, it shows that a deliverance is about to take place. Something is about to turn around. And I want to say to you, the Lord is visiting us. In this season, the Lord is visiting us. What I saw about this church, we have left where we used to be before. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a strong visitation of God that is upon this church. There's a strong visitation of God that is upon this spiritual family. I believe, I strongly believe there are great things that are ahead. And the Lord showed me, there are those of you that are here, God is giving you keys. He's, going to give, he's giving you keys already. Keys, keys, you know, to be able to solve unusual issues and unusual problems keys in your hand to gain access into areas where you couldn't gain access into. The Lord is giving those keys into your hand. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Great things are happening here. And this is the best time to be alive. Praise the Lord. Let's rise to our feet. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www dot every nation midrand dot org